What's up, y'all? Before today's episode starts, I would like to take a moment to talk about Next Benedict. I'm sure all of you have heard, uh, but Next was a non-binary 16-year-old who died. Um, They were attacked in their school bathroom by their peers. This is absolutely devastating, obviously, and I think it's extremely important to bring awareness to. Um, I reposted something on my Instagram story that I think put how I feel about it in how I feel about the situation very well. Um, it read, the post read, I don't know who who was the original person who posted it, but it read, you took away their books, you took away their health care, you took away their ability to use the right bathroom, you fired their teachers who kept them safe, you demonized them on television and on Twitter, all in the name of protecting children. Is this what protecting children looks like? Did we do it? Is everybody happy now? It hurts because all of this transphobia that grown adults are showing on the internet and out in public is teaching children that it's okay to physically harm another child. And that that is obviously not okay. And that's why I think bringing a voice and doing this and all the other trans people who have a voice on social media, I think that's why this shit is so important because this is what we're fighting for. We're not fighting for you to respect our pronouns or for you to make life more comfortable for us. We're fighting to keep our people safe. And I think that's why all of this is important. My heart goes out to Nexus family. Thank you for listening. Let's continue with today's episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to HRT. I have a lot to fucking say in this intro, so buckle the fuck up. Uh, First, I want to let y'all know that I finally released stickers. If you would like a sticker, they look like this. Everybody look right now. This is what they look like. If you are interested, the description to purchase one or a few, if you'd like, will be in the description below. I have a little Etsy shop where I'm selling them. Um, I appreciate everybody who's ordered some already. I am very taken back by how many people actually want my shit. <laughs> um, I'm just very grateful. Thank you so much. And yeah, if you'd like to buy a sticker, go get one. It's in the, in the link in the description below and in my bios on TikTok and Instagram. Anywho, HRT is finally doing a giveaway. Um, I am going to give away two extra large chest binders, one black, one white. They run a bit small. Um, And I would also like to thank Julian, Juju the trans guy on Discord. Uh, He sent me the binders. They're from a web, uh, a known trans binder place that I can't pronounce. I think it's called Wevo, Wevo. I don't know. It'll be right here. Um, But yeah, thank you, Julian. I appreciate you. Um, you will all, along with those chest binders, you will also get a $25 virtual gift card to the trans tool shed where you can get whatever you want. Honestly, you get packers, you get tape. I think they have a lot of stuff for trans women as well. Um, and along with that, you'll also get two free HRT stickers. So if you don't pay for your stickers, join the giveaway to win all of those things. All you have to do is no, is number one. Make sure you follow HRT Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Number two, make sure you subscribe to the HRT YouTube channel right here. And three, join the HRT Discord server. For all you motherfuckers who still haven't done that, now is your chance. Join the HRT HRT Discord server. The link is in the description below and in my link tree on all my social media platforms. Go find one and choose it. (sighs) This is a lot to fucking say. When you are done with all of that, comment done with a green heart below on this episode, episode 41. Uh, For an extra submission, if you want some extra luck in this giveaway, in other words, uh, repost this episode's thumbnail that I'll be posting today when you see this. Uh, Repost this episode's thumbnail on your Instagram story for extra luck. Um, If you are somebody that does not need chest binders, Um, You can choose to either give them to a friend, donate them, or or 
you can choose to not receive the chest binders, and I will give them to the person who comes in second in the giveaway. So yeah, uh, do all that. I'm not going to say it again. Just rewind it uh, <laughs> and buy some stickers. And that's about it. And today's guest is Rowan Mars. Uh, Rowan and I had the dopest conversations. I think I learned so much about things I thought I knew a lot about, but I don't think that I actually did. Uh, we talk about detransitioners. We talk about uh, if it's a choice to be trans. Y'all know how I, how I feel about that one. Um, if you need gender dysphoria to be trans, uh, does T make you gay? We hit all the good topics. So make sure you stick around to watch all that. Make sure you follow Rowan on social media. Um, his stuff will be in the description below. Make sure you follow me at HRT Podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join the Discord server. Subscribe to the Patreon. I am sick of hearing myself speak at the moment, so I'm going to head out. But enjoy the episode. I love you. Thank you so much. Bye. We can start by yeah, asking start. You where you are from. Um, I am from Denver. Denver. Colorado. Yeah. How, how does Denver treat you? I would say it's a pretty okay place. Um, it's a pretty like small, like trans social community. But as far as like healthcare access goes, I think it's one of the better states. Um, like I'll talk about this more, but I pretty much like completed my entire, like most of my steps that I want to do in my transition in like five months. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was like no gatekeeping in that regard. But yeah, Colorado's just like any other place in America. Like, I don't think there's any, you know how they say there's like no blue states. There's just like islands of blue surrounded by red and yeah, Mm -hmm. Colorado's very true. no exception. So I wouldn't live like, or hang out in like Colorado Springs or even Mm -hmm. like Fort Collins. But yeah, the mountain towns are cool though. I've always wanted to move to Colorado for some reason. I I ski, so I, 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 I did go skiing in Colorado and it was really fun. Yeah. The Denver, Colorado, I spent probably two hours driving around that airport because I was so confused. <laughs> That's yeah, the that, only <laughs> that airport is the is the absolute worst airport ever. Yeah. I've the been show. there a million times and I'm still always so confused when I'm there. You live in uh, New Hampshire? I feel like I should know this. New York. New, New York. York, yeah. Cool. Close enough. Yeah. All the same. One of the news. <laughs> <laughs> One of them. Uh, now, how old are you, Rowan? I'm 34. 34? Dang! Yeah. You look like, I'd say, 26. Good right on. <laughs> Fountain of youth. Yeah. That's that's part about being a trans man, so... <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You are on hormones, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm on gel. Oh, you're on gel. Okay. How do yep, you like gel? Yep. Um, I like I, I, I like it. I mean, I'm pretty much pro-gel. I have, like, a sensory overload every time I do it, but um i wish i could do injections like i initially did injections i did sub q and i have like no needle phobia if anything i have like a needle affinity but um i'm cursed with cystic acne so i noticed like every time i did my shots like the spikes in the hormones like caused my acne to be like way way worse and i even tried to like split up my dose in two so i would do like two shots a week um but that didn't seem to help like kind of the same situation um, and then there's also like two different forms of like testosterone you can inject. I'm pretty sure there's like testosterone siphonate and like testosterone ethanate. And, um, yeah, I tried both and like same outcome. I'd get like the cystic acne flare ups like 24 to 48 hours after. So, um, yeah, I find my like energy levels are like smoother on gel and it feels like kind of healthier to have like a daily dose of like the yeah. hormone, but if I ever get my like acne situation figured out, I'd probably go back on injections because it's just a little simpler. Right. Yeah. Now you do it every morning, right? Where do you put it? Um, I put it like on my arms. Okay. And I just like go like this, and I'm like, ah, because it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it takes a while to dry, right? No, not really. I know people. I think people over exaggerate like the messiness or the dryness, or maybe it's just the formulation that I have. It dries pretty quickly. I mean, they say to like not put clothes on for like 30 minutes, but I'm cold. Mm. I usually just put my clothes on immediately after. So I'm cold. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I, cool. it's in there. We're doing our personal best here. 
Now that's pretty dope. I have personally been thinking about switching to gel because mm-hmm. I cannot stand injections. I fucking hate them. Oh um, really? Yeah, and I feel like what you said before. It feels it probably feels healthier getting like a specific mm-hmm. dose every single day rather than like that spike in your hormones every yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't feel that. Like when I did injections, I felt like, oh my god, I'm really ready for it now. And there's like none of that with the gel. Mm. Now, how long have you been on hormones? For a year. Total. For a year? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. How long were you on uh, injections before you switched? Um, Probably maybe like a month or so. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I have a lot of faith in gel because like mm-hmm. there's this misconception that gel like is like a much slower process and maybe it is slower, but I mean, I like, look at you like you, <laughs> it doesn't look like gel has been slow for you. Oh, well, that's <laughs> what you just say. I think there's that misconception because with gel, it's easier to go on a lower dose. And so if someone is doing low dose, they will typically put them on gel versus injections. So I think that's where that comes from. But like if testosterone's in your system, like it's in your system, it doesn't matter how it got there, I feel like. So mm. now if I switch to gel right now, I could just get my exact same dose in gel form, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to love rest. Hmm. Yeah. See, you've told me more than my fucking clinician did at fucking <laughs> 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 All right. Uh so you've been on hormones for a year, you said? Yeah, like thirteen months. That's cool. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, surgeries. Have you gotten top surgery? Yeah, I had double incision, and I elected to do no nipple grafts. And people always ask me why, and it's just like, I don't know. I didn't want them. Like, they didn't really have any functional use, and sometimes they heal kind of weird. And mm-hmm. um, I want to get, like, a tattoo, like a chest piece, so I feel like the nipples are just going to get in the way of that. Get in the way anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Period. Yeah. And like, honestly, like when I was a girl, like nipple sensation was one of my like least favorite sensations. So it felt really nice to like, just like chop them off and like send them on their yeah. way. I get that. I feel like, yeah. I feel like that's not uncommon that like nipples feel feminine. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I get that. Uh, how long ago did you say you got top surgery? Um, it was last April. Last April. Nice, nice. Um, okay, so I want to ask you kind of about your coming out story a little bit. When did you officially come out as trans? Um, so I realized I was trans when I was like 32. And then um, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be a situation. <laughs> and I told everyone basically like last year, at okay. the beginning of last year, um and yeah mostly like my friends like were really happy for me and my family was kind of like eh whatever makes her happy (laughs) Mm. um yeah they're not really like a source of support in any sense of the word but they're not like condemning me to hell so like there's that and then like coming out at work was definitely like the shit show (laughs) um I just work. I mean, it's a pretty like conservative healthcare is like a pretty conservative environment, at least like the company that I work for. Like I just work mm-hmm. for a lot of like ignorant, um, cishet people who don't probably don't really know like a single trans person in their life. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I did like the whole shebang there. Um, I thought about just like being stealth, but, um, I just couldn't stand being dead named. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to yeah. do it. I'm going to change my name my pronouns and I like took medical leave when I got top surgery and like asked everyone to like switch my name and my pronouns when I came back and yeah everyone was kind of like weirded out by it because like previously I was like a very feminine person I had pink curly hair and like wore like purple and pink scrubs so everyone was like and like especially when I first started and I wasn't like testosterone wasn't kicking in I was like you guys I'm I'm a man now so (laughs) everyone you see him and everyone's like the fuck but now I feel like everyone's a little bit more like used to it. But initially, dude, I like people would tell me the craziest things. I'm like, I do not want to know any of your guys' opinions, honestly. Like me and my therapist, like we used to start every session with what we called like cis nonsense, where I'd like report back something that was said to me at work. Because <laughs> so many people would be like, say something along the lines of like, you know, I don't care or mind that you're doing this but like can you believe what they're doing to the children and i'd be like oh my god (laughs) or like literally this one girl i'll never forget she like pulled me aside and this was like not even like in the beginning of my transition but she was like 
I just want to let you know that it's so good that you like came out and like told everyone before the changes started happening so we could all get used to the changes and like see you change and like be more used to it. And I was like, are you calling me a non-passing trans man? (laughs) (laughs) Bro, for real. As if you're Uh, doing it for them too. Like that, that was your master plan was for them. And there's like, yeah, exactly. And there's like still people that like, she, her, me all the time. And I'm just like, dude, whatever. I don't know. And I've had people say like multiple times, like my boss and other people have been like, look, you need to like, before you get upset, you need to like give people time, like give people time to adjust because like, this is not new to everyone and not everyone is good with all these new pronouns. And I was like, he, him, oh, like there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing new about him. Like I'm not using they, them, Zizir. Like I'm just asking yeah. he, him, like I'm, I'm like making it really easy for you guys right now. Like right. imagine oh, if I came God. out as non-binary, you guys would lose your minds. <laughs> oh, that's such bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I don't know. At the beginning, I guess before hormones and whatnot, it's like, yeah, sure. You can give people some, some leeway with, with, uh getting your pronouns wrong but after like three six months it's like all right now you're now you're not even trying now you're either not trying or you're doing it on purpose because you hate trans people like yeah that's that's what i feel like i'm like all these patients are gendering me correctly and i'm not prompting them to they're just naturally saying it you know and then when like my coworker is like yeah can you grab her computer i'm just like bro like it's even like people on my team still and i'm like you work with me every day <laughs> like what is oh, that's such i don't even know especially but... especially if it's happening now after you've been a year on hormones and stuff and you are like very much passing as a cis male that's that's like personal if they're misgendering you now i feel yeah, like that's, that's what like, i say that's a them problem yeah for sure i don't i don't even know how to approach it honestly because i just don't want to come off as like this angry trans person that's like correcting everyone's pronouns but I don't know. Yep. Um, That's such a struggle, I think, for trans people in the workplace because we don't yeah. want to be that stereotypical trans person who's like, don't get me pronouns wrong or I'll cry everywhere. Like, it's frustrating. Um, okay, so I have a lot of little topics for us to talk, mm-hmm. about, talk about today because you gave me a whole blurb on what you're passionate about and stuff when it comes to the trans community, which I appreciate you doing. Um, now, the first one, I kind of – I also – Took a lot of stuff from just watching your TikToks. You made me laugh, dude. <laughs> you're very like you. You tell stories in a sometimes in a very like monotone way, and then you'll make a joke and you'll laugh for a second, and then you go back to your story, and I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks man. Um, so one thing I think I took from your TikToks is not a new concept, but I think I think everybody knows it. But does tea make you gay? Yeah, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, there's, like, no research, like, backing up that hormones, like, change your sexuality. But so many trans men report, like, that tea has made them gay. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, yeah, I think it's, like, multifactorial, like, anything else. Like, I think the first thing is, like, I don't know. For me, at least, when I was, like, pre-transition, I feel like you unconsciously avoid situations that activate your gender dysphoria. Like, I knew that I was, like, doing that even before I knew what, like, gender dysphoria was. So, like, interacting with men, like, not just, like, when you're, like, horizontal in bed, but, like, inside of a relationship, like, being the woman in a relationship, you know? There's, like, those implicit, like, gender roles that are imposed on you. And, like, I felt really dysphoric, like, even before I even knew what dysphoria was. So, Mm. like, I think, like, when you transition and like all the changes that hormones bring, changing your clothes, changing the way you present, changing the way like the world sees you, like changes the way and how like you're comfortable existing in different types of relationships. So like now, like when I hook up with gay and bi men, I don't feel like a girl. I feel like a gay dude. Mm. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess when you're in a relationship of any kind with a man, and you're not presenting as a man, you're going to fit that more feminine role no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that that makes sense that, like, it would make you dysphoric even though you didn't even know what dysphoria was. Yeah. That's so true because, like, even me, like, I've only ever been with women, like, strictly, mm-hmm. and I did not think I had any interest in men whatsoever. And then one day 
after taking lots of man juice, I woke up and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's weird. Pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know. I guess I am just more confident now mm-hmm. and like comfortable. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And I also think like hormones, they don't like change your sexuality directly, but I feel like they, or at least for me, at least they change the way that I, um, like my relationship with sex. And so like now I'm a lot more visually oriented. Like when I was a girl, um, I feel like it was all about like the emotional connection and like how I felt like inside that relationship. And now like, uh, like emotional, <laughs> I hate to say this, but like, Emotional connection is like, and emotions is like, just not as important. <laughs> so, hey, I mean, like, yeah. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not like necessary. For... <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, typical man, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a man now, and I'm just emotions aren't that important to me. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> oh my god yeah I, I hate to admit it but like yeah it just makes casual sex like a lot easier so mm. i don't know <laughs> i get that i get that <laughs> <laughs> it feels it feels wrong to admit but like it's true like i i also view sex and relationships so much differently than i would have if i never started testosterone mm-hmm. which is weird because mm-hmm. it's just a hormone like you know what i mean it's yeah, it's just, just a tiny hormone, but it, like, affects everything. It's like, yeah. hormones are the chemical messenger systems of our body, so it affects, like, every part of our body. Mm. Now, you mentioned that you you were strictly, you identified strictly as a lesbian before coming out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, with, uh, honestly, how did you get from there to where you are now like what kind of like mental shit did you have to go through because i think the the lesbian community is very like exclusive yeah and ex- excludes men a lot yeah yeah um <clears throat> and i think that's another part of like does he make you gay kind of situation because like <clears throat> like before I transitioned, I was a lesbian for like, what, I don't know, two decades or whatever. And so like within the lesbian community, there exists like a lot of misandry and like just man-hating behavior in general. And like, it's just really normal in the, at least the circles and like the people that I was around, like it was really normal to see people like explicitly hate on anything related to masculinity, like men, their genitals, masculine activities, like, even mass lesbians, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. it was like really common to hear like, or at least what I was around, like lesbians brag, you know, how they're like only femme for femme and they wouldn't like date a mass lesbian. So like, I, it was just like so normal to like hate on men in like every regard. And I think like unconsciously, maybe this stopped me from like exploring my attraction to men and like bisexuality, like in general. And like, honestly, when I like realized I was trans and realized I was a dude like it was such a rough realization because I was like wait a minute I hate men like what the heck like what am I gonna do with this (laughs) yeah I get that I think I still I struggle with that and I I never identified as a lesbian or anything just because that word made me dysphoric without even knowing it made me dysphoric yeah but I I don't think I, <laughs> it's going to sound fucked up, but I don't think I started hating men until I was one. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, <laughs> and it's something oh, no. that I, I still <laughs> deal with all that. the time. <laughs> 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 like, I don't hate men. I just hate the way normally cis men treat women and trans people because the majority of those people are cis men. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where my problem lies. And because, you know, I envy cis men like you. And yeah. I, it creates a lot of mixed hatred feelings. And I think it's a very, very hard thing to overcome as a trans man. And I think, honestly, I think that if I explored my sexual identity more, 
I'd probably hate men less. <laughs> I think the fact that I don't explore that, I don't really want to. I don't have a desire to, but like, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you strictly dated women right now and you didn't explore that other side of your sexuality, do you think you would feel the way you do now about men in not a sexual sense? Um, it's hard to say because I, I do a lot of therapy. So I'm unpacking like my shitty beliefs like constantly. <clears throat> mm. But I do think like but prior to like transitioning, I kind of set my life up in a way where I really didn't have like any men in my life. Like all my friends were mm. like women, like I dated women, um, like I did womanly feminine activities like yoga. I work in healthcare, which is mostly women. And mm. <clears throat> And so now that like I am like transitioning and I'm making a like a huge effort to um, have more like queer and like trans people in my life and I'm like dating men, there's a lot more men in my life than there ever has been. So yeah, it's definitely been like a, a process. So you're surrounded by more men. It probably helps you not hate them as much too. Because like that's mm -hmm. where I'm at. I have yeah, exactly. I know, like two cis men in my life. Like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I don't want any more, but I should probably have more to like. Mm. Not hate <laughs> I hate that I'm attracted to this man. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame it's, you. It's not a fun time. <laughs> mm. I definitely want to dive more into the dating pool of cis men later in the episode. <laughs> yes. I got some funny <laughs> stories. <laughs> uh, but for now, I actually want to talk about. Uh, detransitioners a little mm -hmm. bit with you. Let's Let's you post about on TikTok. You said mm -hmm. it's something that you're passionate about within the trans community. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to start by um, talking about what's her name, Nadine on Nadine, TikTok. Nadine, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that one was a doozy. If yeah. anybody hasn't seen this TikTok, it's a detransitioner. Um, I'm she now identifies as female, right? Yeah, so she's a detransitioner who transitioned as a minor, and she makes a lot of videos online um, talking about being detrans, and she um, says stuff like being, you know, like being trans is a TikTok trend, and, you know, she's not some small person, like her videos get millions of views, and she's just out there, like, demonizing the WPATH standards and, like, gender-affirming care for children in general, so... Um, and she's, like, friends with a lot of the detransitioners who are, like, doing the world tour on, like, all the white-wing media, you know, like, Chloe Cole. God. Which, yeah. by the way, anytime I do a video on Chloe Cole, it gets, like, taken down and I get, like, reported. <laughs> like, uh. The system is hacked, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is so stupid. I think uh, she, Nadine, she, I don't think you can find that video anymore that we're referencing because I think she took it down. I think she took all of her videos down. Yeah, right? she took her whole page down. She put privated all her videos. You can tell because like she still has all the likes. So maybe one day she'll mm -hmm. put them back up. But a lot of people did like screen capture her original video and have like posted it. And so many people have like stitched that video. So right, I'll throw it up on screen right now for anyone who cares. I think the only one I can find is uh, Sasha Allen stitching it and reacting to it. I'll send you. I have one where it's like the entire video. Okay, period. Okay, Thank yeah. you. I'll put that up on screen mm -hmm. right now and in the description. Yeah, uh, that's it. But, uh, yeah, so I want to break down all the shit that she said because yeah, most but... of it untrue. And even the things she was saying that were slightly true, she would twist it in a way that sounds like scary and horrific so that no kid would ever want to actually transition. Yeah, and, like, the thing that was, like, really disappointing about this video is not only did it have, like, millions of views, but, like, she just has such an obvious agenda. Like, it's just so obvious, you know what I mean? And, like, how does someone with, like, such an obvious agenda coincidentally have, the like, a list of the most rare side effects? <laughs> like, <laughs> hmm, that's convenient. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not calling her a liar, and I'm not trying to invalidate her experience. Like, I'm not calling her a liar, but she sure sounds... Sounds like one, looks like one, acts like one, just right. Just yeah. <laughs> the first, the first thing I think she mentioned was how the voice change with taking testosterone mm -hmm. hurts and feels like you're choking. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I have never once felt like I was choking on yeah. testosterone. <laughs> and I think what she's like talking about is like. <clears throat> 
So when you first start taking testosterone, um, so you have like like your larynx, which is like your voice box, and your voice box contains like the epiglottis, the glottis, um, the vocal cords, um, something else, whatever, the subglottis. And so the larynx lengthens um, faster than the vocal cords lengthen. So when you initially take testosterone and you're feeling kind of like a lot of people report like, oh, I feel like it's really hoarse or like it, your voice cracks or like it kind of hurts. It feels like you're sick. A lot of people report that. That is because there's the discrepancy between the vocal cords growing and your larynx growing. But that eventually catches up. So because it doesn't just your larynx just doesn't keep growing longer and longer and longer, like eventually it gets to a point where it's done. And then the, the um, vocal cords catch up. And so <clears throat> for her to say that her voice hurts long term just doesn't really make sense when you understand like the physiology of it. Yeah. No. And I feel like she's just saying that to say it. <laughs> right. Like I, I get the, I get the feeling sick. I think there's times where I've been, I've woken up in the morning and be like, Hmm, something doesn't feel right. Maybe I'm getting sick. And then it, I drink a cup of water and it goes the fuck away. Like <laughs> it's not, mm -hmm. it's not that deep bestie. I don't know. Yeah. It's not that serious. The, right. <laughs> Uh, the, imagine, imagine just being like, you know, you take hormones and you're going to feel like you're choking. That sounds absurd. Yeah. Like, like the drama, like it's not, how, it's not going down. God. It's like also like cis men are filled with testosterone too. They don't die from choking mm -hmm. randomly. Like what? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Her second one was that bottom growth is extremely painful. Now, this one bothers me a lot because it's bottom growth is not something that a lot of people talk about, and I understand mm -hmm. why. It's a very personal thing. So mm -hmm. for people to hear, like, I guess for somebody who's questioning their gender or for a cis person to hear that bottom growth is painful, I don't know. It makes me mad because there's little to no information about that out there, and this being the only one that there is is annoying because it's not i mean there's times where like okay it's a little sensitive sure but like i wouldn't say painful at least for me yeah i think that's a new one and and she also claimed that she like has lost all like sexual pleasure um and it's like <sighs> i don't know a lot of detransitioners who specifically want to make trans people's lives harder say that, that their whole sex drive is gone or sex is just not the same anymore. Yeah, and maybe that's like know. a result of like reverse gender dysphoria because they realize they're not trans and there's like certain side effects from testosterone that are not reversible and they're, they're bummed out about it. That's very true. And, and like also, sorry, you go. No, go ahead. I was going to say that, you know, uh, surgeries also play a different role in that too. Like, I think a lot of people who come out as trans get the surgery, whatever, and then detransition also report that, you know, they mutilated their body mm -hmm. and that it's the trans community's fault, which it's not. Uh, but that's also a different story too. Where, like, yeah. I don't know, just talking about this in general, bottom growth doesn't hurt that bad. <laughs> No. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to put it That's just like, that's just pure fear mongering. Right. And of course you're taking like the one thing that's, I don't know how to word it. Like the one thing that's like almost engaging to people who don't understand it mm -hmm, and you're mm -hmm. making it fearful for people. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Uh, number three, she said you piss yourself randomly. Oh, this is that's a good a one. New one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a new one. I, have you ever pissed yourself on testosterone? I don't think I have. <laughs> I probably pissed myself, but I don't think it was because of testosterone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to deny that I have never pissed myself. Like, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I have, but not due yeah, to testosterone for sure. Like, definitely. <laughs> I'm 34 years old. There's been a lot of things happening in my life. <laughs> Uh, and like this yeah. is an example of like it's not necessary like this actually could happen because testosterone like in theory can affect the pelvic floor muscles and like pelvic floor disruption can lead to urinary incontinence but mm -hmm. for someone as young as she is like i just i don't know <laughs> like 
incredibly rare. Like I just incredibly I, rare. I just like I doubt it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it, bestie. I doubt it. I'm like I'm not here to invalidate anyone's experience, but <laughs> here I am invalidating someone's experience. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, she's the only person I have ever heard that from. Mm-hmm. Out of all the trans men I've spoken to. Why are you the only one that's pissed themselves, dude? Yeah, because if that was a thing, I'd be talking about it. Like, (laughs) I probably wouldn't shut up about it. (laughs) No, like dead ass though. Like, if I pissed myself regularly, y'all would know. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'd be like trying to like review the best diaper brands, like. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, no, like, deadass. I'd be like, all right, us as trans men, it's a, it sucks, but we piss ourselves sometimes. Yeah. So here's what we can it's do. It's worth it, though. <laughs> I would rather be a dude that pisses himself than a feminine girl who doesn't piss themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that's facts. Like, this yeah. shit ain't a choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was whack. Um her what is it four am i up to now yeah her fourth one mm-hmm. i think you actually wrote this one uh that fertility is affected mm-hmm. which 100 it is yeah we were just talking about yeah. that before yeah believe it or not when you take a masculinizing hormone you are masculinized <laughs> like you know surprise <laughs> newsflash nadine <laughs> but yeah oh, like, like yeah. uteruses and testosterone they're just not compatible Right. Unfortunately, yeah. That that is like they the don't truth get of down together. Right. But like who doesn't know that before taking hormones? Like mm-hmm. they explain this to you or or you look it up yourself. Like you know. Everybody knows. You don't have to put it in like this fear mongering way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like And she also stated like you will not be able to have kids. And it's like eh, that's, that's not, not true. That's also not true. Like, first of all, testosterone is not birth control. People get pregnant on testosterone all the time. That's why there's like the concept of seahorse daddies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. why they exist. <laughs> right. Um, and, and just because, sorry, you go. Yeah. And like, like how you were saying, like you plan to go off hormones and possibly like get, like extract your eggs. Like that, that's a thing that a lot of people do. So. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Do I get scared about my fertility all of the time? Yes, because as I said, I get a lot of cramps, and every single with every single cramp, I'm like, oh, I'm ruining my chances. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. It's also there's so many options too for trans people. Not, I mean, not so many, but more than you think to have children. I think that a lot of people also think that for a trans man, at least if he wants to have a kid, he's got to carry that kid. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Like, I could freeze my eggs. I could do a bunch of stuff in order to have kids. I ain't ever carrying a child. Uh-uh. No, thank you. I yeah. Would. Then it's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> then it is a choice, and I am not a man. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different fertility treatments. Right. Sure. Uh, and then the last one that I didn't even know about that you put down here is mm-hmm. joint pain. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, yeah, she was talking about her, like, severe joint pain and how she knows of a lot of other D-trans people that have joint pain. And, you know, um, this can happen because testosterone, like, grows your muscles at a faster rate than your ligaments are able to support. So it does put a temporary strain on the ligaments. But theoretically, again, this is something that resolves in time and is only really happening when you're, like, first on testosterone. I don't – I never – never even knew that joint pain – was a thing yeah it never happened to me either but it 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 does happen i have heard it before but again it's something i feel like a lot of these like side effects are just like things that if she just waited out like resolved in time or i guess she she was probably on testosterone for i think like what five years or something so it doesn't make sense that some of these things are still happening right true yeah also like I don't know. You could also tell. Like, she knew she fucked up. All her videos are gone. Like, yeah, I mean, that says everything, right? Because she can't stand right. by what she said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never put anything out on the internet that you aren't 100% sure you can stand by at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Like, what did you really think you were going to accomplish with that? Like, I'm sure you actually did accomplish something because you got a lot of views on it. 
and that sucks for the trans community, but like, ugh. I don't know how you go to sleep at night. Like, I don't say Putting like, that shit in, out to the world. And the gag of this whole thing is like the beginning of the video. She was like, this is not a dig on trans people. I support you guys. And it's like, uh. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. I, that is like such a gaslighting statement. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel supported. Yeah, actually. like, I think not. Telling Telling people that I piss myself, <laughs> that my my genitals hurt. I feel like I'm choking. Like, excuse me, you're making me sound like I'm this fucking like that fucking uh, fish from SpongeBob that comes out. And <laughs> like, my bones are made of glass, and like, it falls down the stairs every day. Like, please, yeah, it's the SpongeBob. We're reference. fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, we are fine. My God. Yeah. Um, health wise. Hormone wise, we're fine. Yeah. Other areas, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. None of us are fine in this dystopian society. <laughs> like... Right. Uh, but speaking about uh, detransitioners a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, you brought up a different perspective on detransitioners. And I know that perspective is not on people like Nadine. I don't think that, you know. I think that her and people like her are kind of out to get the trans community. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned that that detransitioners are kind of important to the trans community. Do you maybe want to? Yeah, yeah. Elaborate? So okay. I've kind of noticed that detransitioners are tend to be silenced, and I think it's because of these really loud ones that have an obvious agenda and are doing a lot of harm to the trans community. That like other detrans people are like, um, you know, don't feel as free to like tell their stories um, because we can like really learn a lot from their stories and like learn, you know, the best ways to do gender affirming care, for example. And like, cause detransitioners, they're like a statistical inevitability. <laughs> like they're gonna happen, right? <laughs> and yeah, I just, I kind of feel for them because like when I came out as trans, I lost my lesbian community. And so, like, I hate to see, like, D-trans people, when they come out as D-trans, lose their trans community. Like, I still think they should be, like, included. Um, And as, you know, part of our community, you know, and I think their stories are important when they're told in, like, an honest manner. And there's a lot of, like, um, I've kind of, like, really evolved my ideas on this because there's, like, a lot of really cool D-trans people on TikTok that, like, completely support the trans community, but they're just trying to, like, educate and, like, share their story um i think like one example of someone i really like is her name is like lucy kari kasari or something her, i'm butchering the last name but like she, so she labels herself she uses the word d transgender which i think is like kind of a cool word <clears throat> mm-hmm. but anyways she is um she's afab and she talks like um about how her life and like her health care resembles a lot of a trans woman because like she's had a histo and like so she takes estrogen and she does like feminizing voice training and um yeah i like her content a lot wow that's because you're right i mean you don't think about that because there's so many people so many bad d transgenders out there who you know are trying to make our lives harder that the good ones are being silenced and you're right they could they could give us a lot of information and like you don't think about that too like i wouldn't stop and now i do but i wouldn't stop for a second and think about how somebody like that a detransitioner who is who is a fab now has to take estrogen who already got a hysterectomy like that cannot be easy to go through mm-hmm. like i can't imagine that like imagine like going through you know all the motions of being trans we all know how hard that is yeah and then and then turning around and having to do it like the opposite way like that's yeah like having to get like electrolysis on your beard for example like yeah um yeah i wonder how like to like um like interacting with the medical community because i feel like interacting with the medical community as a trans person is like hard enough you know (laughs) but like trying Mm. to get healthcare as a detrans person probably super tricky because then i i feel like it turns into like well you did this to yourself this was Mm -hmm. your choice yeah which is fucked i mean i feel the victim blaming as a trans person (laughs) like (laughs) because like i mean i have had some medical issues due to my testosterone and i just feel like so judged by my providers like well Mm -hmm. that's what happens when you go on testosterone (laughs) like oh my god 
Like, you think I chose this? Yeah, like, yes, I'm think, choosing to medically transition, but, like, I don't I, like, choose to... Yeah, do you think I wanted to, like, come out at the age of, like, 33, <laughs> like... Yeah, and go has. through a male puberty like right now <laughs> uh, for real i don't know now i'm gonna ask you a question yes maybe a little too deep for you to answer so if you don't have the answer okay. but now for a detransitioner do you think they were ever trans in the first place or no well <clears throat> i would say that's not really like my place to say because i think it's the same Fair. thing when some people say like I was always a boy or a girl or a man or a woman, right? Um, mm -hmm. And um, I don't really resonate with that specifically. Like I, like I always say, like when I was a girl, um, because like I don't know, I want to give myself credit. I tried so hard to be a girl, and I tried so hard to perform femininity, and so um, that's kind of off topic. But I, I think, I think that's really not up for us to say. I think that's a valid fucking answer. Yeah. I think I have been made the mistake in the past of of giving an answer to that when it wasn't my place, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think in one of my beginning episodes, I said that, you know, maybe if you are a detransitioner, maybe you just weren't trans to begin with. It doesn't mean it was, you know, your fault or anything like that. But, like, trans people make mistakes, too, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we maybe... Who knows? Maybe I, maybe one day I'll detransition. I probably won't. But like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I do think we should give more credit to detransitioners because I think they are being silenced. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. We could learn a lot. We could learn a lot from them. Mm -hmm. <coughs> um, and yeah, and in a sense, they are having a trans experience, like I've said. So right, yeah, true. That's interesting. They did. They did walk this life for a little bit they do understand the struggles the good ones though you know what i mean the yeah. bad ones fuck off for all i yeah. care <laughs> like, and i would like to think most of them are good ones just the bad yeah. ones are like really really loud and being like propped up by right. you know the internet the right wing media mm -hmm. whatever it's giving it's giving cis men suck but not all cis men <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's definitely giving that um uh so uh, two more little things I want to talk about here. Um, I also found your, uh, what's the word, your outlook on this subject to be interesting as well. Mm -hmm. With the question is it with the question of what if being trans is a choice for some people. Mm -hmm. I know you said that in one of your TikToks that stuck out to me. And that also correlates with, do you need gender dysphoria to be trans? Yeah. Do you maybe want to elaborate? You yeah, I could talk for, there? forever on this. But um, so, yeah, in my opinion, um, I've like, I've really evolved in, in this idea as well. Um, but I just don't think it's necessary to have to like psychologically suffer in order to be a trans person. Like, I think it's kind of bioessentialist to say that someone like needs a diagnosis of gender dysphoria to be trans. Because, like, <clears throat> for example, there are, like, non-binary people who, like, do not medically transition, do not change anything about themselves, but, like, see themselves as non-binary, not as male or female. And, like, are those people not trans? <clears throat> mm -hmm. You know? Sure. And, like, there's also people, like, I've known people who don't necessarily, they're, like, perfectly fine with their assigned gender and their name and how they present like they'd be fine if there wasn't an option to transition, but they have experienced increased happiness and increased quality of life from being able to experiment with their gender and like finding joy and the ability to like present as the other gender. Um, and so like, like I, <clears throat> I know someone like specifically and she like never hated anything about herself, but then when she started like wearing dresses and like wearing makeup and like taking hormones and like growing out her hair, she's like, presenting as a woman and she was like wow this is awesome like but it didn't come from a place of um you know getting rid of gender dysphoria it came from a place of seeking gender euphoria and that is not my experience and that is not something i understand but i still think this person that is trans that i know that is valid um because <clears throat> like I think like being able to experiment with your gender is like kind of what it's all about. Like everyone should be able to like grapple with their gender and it doesn't necessarily have to come from a place of mental anguish. Um, it can come from a place of like curiosity and like the desire to expand your understanding 
um, of like the human experience. Like for me, I lived 32 years as like a girl, like I experienced girlhood and like all the parts of life that's connected to being a girl. And then now for the remainder of my life, I'm an experienced manhood. And that's just like really cool to like um, experience, like understand the human experience in that way. You know, it's like really unique. So <clears throat> like I transitioned because I had like really severe gender dysphoria, but like, um, so I don't necessarily like relate to this, but like, just because I don't relate to it and don't understand it doesn't mean it's not like a thing. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. I understand. I feel like it is important to not invalidate somebody else's experience because who are we to say what goes into it? You know what I yeah. mean? We're all different. And just like you said, like the whole point is to navigate it and to play with your gender a little bit to figure things out. Who am I to say nobody can do that besides people who are diagnosed with gender dysphoria, like can't gatekeep transness. Yeah. I think you can go. Oh, and I was just going to expand on like the gatekeeping because I feel like there are some people who are very motivated to keep the trans community like as small as possible and like have mm -hmm. it be like really exclusive. But like, if you think about it, that doesn't really benefit like us as a whole, because like with like a larger population of trans people be like comes a, like a more demand for trans healthcare and it becomes like more right. accessible. Um, so like having access to healthcare in this way is like a privilege because if like the trans community was like teeny tiny, then like there wouldn't be companies like folks and plume to exist. Like they just wouldn't be able to survive, but you know, and that's, that's how I started my hormones. True. Yeah. I mean, the more of us there are, the more rights we're going to have probably. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that makes sense. So why would you want to exclude anybody? I think I've I've been one to never sit in one spot on this argument, I guess, because this is a dividing argument within it the is. trans community. Mm -hmm. Like, it is dividing for sure. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I don't know. I think people who are very much on the side of you definitely need gender dysphoria to be trans are, I don't know, and this could this could have been me at one point, are very much like, want to hold that title want to hold that pain like that pain we we hold that pain very very closely and if you don't share that same pain what are you doing here you know what i mean it's i like, know exactly what you mean yeah i don't want to say playing victim but it's it sits close to that narrative i guess in a better sense <laughs> yeah well i think for some people and i feel like this in the beginning as well before like i held these particular beliefs like that it was kind of invalidating you know that someone who just almost treats um, gender affirming care like a body modification. Um, Cause it's like, you know, like my tattoos, for example, if this technology wasn't available, then I'd probably be fine without them, right? But since I do have them, it makes me happier. And that's kind of how I'm like seeing like the, you know, these gender euphoria trans people. And like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's just coming from a different place, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. And especially like, who am I to say, that that's not a valid way to be trans like i don't need like just because someone is trans in a different way doesn't invalidate my struggle and how i got here you know mm, right and you know i think that also the more that i think about it i think the reason why i maybe leaned more towards you do need it in the past is because when you say you don't need gender dysphoria to be trans i think in the past i've thought doesn't that make it a choice then? Yeah. And I think that's what stopped me from from leaning the other way. But at the end of the day, like, why do I care? Why do I fucking care so much? Like, it's not me. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I think that's just the one thing you have to tell yourself at the end of the day, that it's like, it's not your journey. It's not your body. And us as trans people should know more than anybody that that should be the case. Yeah. And us as trans people should understand that, like, just because we don't relate and understand someone's experiences doesn't mean it's real. Cause I feel like that is how like cis people treat us. Cause they're like, wait, you're a girl, not you're a boy. Like that doesn't make sense. Like I just can't grapple with it. And I like when people are not understanding my transness, I like tell them like, you don't need to understand it. Just believe mm -hmm. me when I tell you who I am, you know? Right. And so I tried to like <clears throat> apply that idea to like all types of trans people. Mm. 
I like that. I think this episode is changing the way I think about things. To be <laughs> oh, honest, yeah. Revolving around things. Yeah, I like that. Uh, thank you for sharing your outlook. Absolutely, I appreciate you. Um, <clears throat> I want to get into uh the grinder. Yeah, let's get into the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, how is your experience on grinder been as a trans guy? Um, yeah, I know I love talking about grinder because. It's- <laughs> everyone says it's such a hellscape and it kind of is but honestly like it's surprisingly one of the most like gender affirming places faces on the internet or really anywhere by life <laughs> like for me at least That's surprising <laughs> but like i don't know i'm also the type of person who can like take a lot of shit and it doesn't really like affect me like you know i get a lot of people that are like i don't know what words i could say on here <laughs> Say whatever you want. <laughs> like so many like messages are like show me that pussy and it's like oh my god <laughs> you know like it's just funny to me like it's not like it doesn't hurt my feelings but like when i when i was like marginally passing um i like hopped on grinder immediately and that was like one of the first places where people were like hey dude you're really handsome hey man like you look really good and it's just like oh okay that's nice and <clears throat> and so like um but yeah one of the most surprising parts about grinder is i've always felt like our trans community in denver is it's not huge it's uh it's like somewhat small i think but there's like a bajillion people on grinder that are like super close because it's like geolocation right and i'm like right. wow i didn't realize there's so many gay gay and bi people here <laughs> but they're like i realized like quickly like they're all on the down low <laughs> like right true. yeah so yeah, they're all hiding yeah most of them are That's just discreet it's interesting i would assume that grinder would be like as you said hell for yeah. a trans guy like i don't know it's created a lot of really uncomfortable situations for me <laughs> but like the message yeah. system in general like i don't know that stuff just doesn't bother me <laughs> like i get right. like so many comments on tiktok like being like oh you look like a delusional mutilated pedophile lesbian and i'm like try again <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> period <laughs> period because me too uh it's just you get kind of numb to it that just doesn't bother me either but like you have to, I guess, be the type of person that can hear that type of language, I guess, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. That could be hard. Yeah. But, again, I think, yeah, I just have to laugh at it, too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Psychology is mostly projection, so that's all on them, not on me. <laughs> like... True. And it's also, like, hey, I mean, like, uh, I guess women, when you know, on Tinder and stuff, like, women get those messages, too, but I want to say that, like, somehow it's validating, not that specific message you said before, (laughs) not that one, but, like, as a gay man, I guess it it could be validating, right? Not that specific message. (laughs) But a lot of them are, <laughs> and I think there's 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 a lot of people who are like motivated to like show that they see me as a dude, if that makes sense. Like, right? I don't yeah, know. that's what I was trying to say. I had this really funny proposition. This is like one of my favorite stories. This guy messaged me, and he's like, "Hey, I have an idea of what we could do." And I was like, "Lay it on me." And he was like, "Okay, how about this? So we're gonna do you like role play?" And I was like, "Yeah, like what kinds?" And he was like, "Okay, we're gonna meet at a bar." And then I am going, we're going to pretend like we don't know each other. Okay. I'm like, all right, all right. He's like, I'm going to like go up to a strange woman and start harassing her and like giving her a huge deal. You're going to come up and then you're going to start fighting with me. And then I'm just going to let you beat the shit out of me. And then you're going to be this hero in this woman's life and or the hero in this woman's day. How gender affirming would that be? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> so sir you want to role play a bar fight like what could go wrong <laughs> oh that's so thought out i, love I know it. Oh. <laughs> he's oh. like i thought you would like that and i'm like you know <laughs> i also don't I like going to like jail so like... right yeah that's fucking hilarious i mean <laughs> i get where i get the sentiment i get where he's coming from yeah. i guess i was like i like your thought. 
and he was like okay if we don't have to do it inside of a bar we could do it like outside of a bar and like and i was like you're just gonna approach some random woman like <laughs> no this is <laughs> what goes on in these people's minds dude? i don't know Jesus. i don't know and like oh, so on my grinder profile i've like pictures of me without a shirt and i have like no nipples so for the longest time i was getting like so many messages like the first for first like you know opening statement was like about my no nipples it was just mm -hmm. like hey where are your nipples or like hey i have two nipples we can share them or like what am i supposed to suck on if you have no nipples <laughs> oh my <laughs> god bro are you kidding <laughs> and like it was happening so much that like I would just screenshot them and like send them to my therapist and like <laughs> she was just getting like constant like grinder messages from me of these people just being like I, I have a question I hope this is not too blunt but are you gonna tap what happened to your nipples are you gonna put them on eventually is that like the second part of the surgery <laughs> so now like in my profile I say like I have no nipples and like I don't really get as many comments now <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the fucking, what am I going to suck on? It's <laughs> yeah. so out of pocket, bro. Like, you really sat there and you typed that out and you hit send. You said, yes, this is the one. This is what I want to say to this person. That's crazy. Oh, damn. Yeah, like, this one's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> do you just see that and just sit there and laugh? Or are you like... What do I Yeah, say no, this? I love it. I like screenshot it, send them to people. Like, I just think they're hilarious. <laughs> oh, that is like, funny. Like, I, yeah, yeah, for a while I was getting so many, like, freaking hundreds of messages of just like commenting about my nipples or my no nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think like Grinder would be like the beacon of acceptance when it comes to like mm. unique trans bodies, but I like, I don't know. I did not expect that. I also realized that a lot of cis men, like, because there's two ways to take that message, the no, the what am I going to suck on message. It's either, you know, you get mad and you're like, okay, that's a really ignorant thing to say. That's fucking weird, you fucking weirdo. And then you block them. Yeah. Or, or you fucking do what you did and you just laugh at it. And I think a lot of cis men, like, kind of just, I'm not saying that it's right, but it's, they want that they want you to laugh. They want that validation. They want you to think it was funny. They want an answer and then move on. Like, I do think some of it doesn't come from a negative place. Doesn't mean, mean it's right, but I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That, that was a good one. <laughs> um, okay. Now, trans song of the week. What did you pick? So I picked uh, Suburbia by Tuvalu, and um, why? Because her, that album came out right when I released I Was Trans, and I, like, listened to it on repeat, and this song in particular, um, just the lyrics, just, like, I don't know, remind me of, like, the thought process I was going through when I was like, holy shit, I'm a dude, holy shit, I have to transition, like, oh my god, I have to come out to people, oh my god, like, I'm gonna have to disappoint a lot of people, I'm gonna have to shock, confuse, and disappoint my family and like my world's gonna have to be turned upside down mm. i like that do you like that's Tuvalu? going to be i didn't know them before i okay. listened to this song prior to recording and i absolutely loved it yeah she you've probably listened to some of her older stuff like on the radio mm, um, probably yeah i would like sing it for you but i'm not going to <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. That song will be in the description below for anybody interested. Um, now, Rowan, where can people follow you on social media? Um, I'm only on Instagram and TikTok, and it's Rowan Mars. That'll yes. be up on screen for anybody who you wants to If you want to be my friend, add me. <laughs> and you can follow me at HRT Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. I post on there every single day. Uh, and follow me on here. Subscribe. I would appreciate it. And as I said in the intro, I'm doing a giveaway. Uh, the giveaway will have two chest binders, one black, one white. Both are extra large. They run a bit small. Um, I would like to thank Julian for the chest binders. He's the reason why I'm giving those away. So thank you, Julian. Um, and a $25 virtual gift card to the Trans Toolshed. And 
and two free HRT stickers. I have just put the stickers out for sale. So if you want two free ones, here's what you got to do. Make sure you follow the HRT podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, Subscribe to the HRT YouTube channel. And join the HRT Discord server. The link for the Discord server is in the description below on all episodes and in my link tree in my bio on Instagram and TikTok. When you are finished doing all of that, comment done with a green heart on this episode. And for an extra submission, repost this this episode's thumbnail on your story on Instagram for an extra submission. If you are someone who does not need or want chest binders, you can choose to either give them to a friend, donate them yourself, or choose to not receive them, and they will go to the person who comes in second in the giveaway. Good luck and have fun. If you want stickers, go buy some stickers. I finally put them up for sale on Etsy. They look like this. I worked really hard on them, so I'd appreciate it. Um, You can find them in the link below or in the bio of my Instagram and TikTok. I would appreciate it. Thank you. And again, follow me on TikTok and Instagram at HRT Podcast. Subscribe to me on YouTube. Follow follow Rowan. He would appreciate that. And that is about it. Um, join the Discord. Subscribe to the Patreon. We have I just put out a lot of videos on Patreon from one of the last episodes. So yeah, that is about it. Rowan, thank you so much for being on. I think I learned a lot from this episode, and I appreciate you. Yeah, that was really fun. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right, y'all. I will see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye.